0: It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast, he is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B, and fired up today, the subject matter can be worse, but the people in the subject, man, they can be better. So it, it's wild because, it, it's funny man, on occasion, Kevin and I, we love turning wrenches, having some fun, showing you guys cool projects, building cool stuff, meeting cool people, you know coming into the, the show, what's really cool is sometimes man, we'll meet somebody and just like super click, like you know us guys, you want to go do a little... You know, maybe a little racing with, a little bench racing for sure. A little, you know, braggadocious eighth mile or dig racing somewhere in Mexico would be cool. Or just, you know, hanging out in the shop, drinking beer, you know, talking fish stories. These guys, we clicked with fantastic. They're all about Mustangs. And man, let me tell you, it was just like the the icing on the cake for Kevin because he just acquired one wicked cool Mustang. Yeah, if you guys have been listening to the podcast a little bit lately, And watching the TV
1: show coming up here shortly, uh, I picked up a 70 Mustang fastback, kind of one of my dream cars.
0: Stole it. Yeah. You stole it. Yeah, it was in
1: great shape, man. 38 years, drag race car, so super clean, indoor kept, so the metal was in great shape. So it's really about gutting the thing, kind of, you know, doing all the underpinning, a little bit of metal work in the back end of that thing, and start building it up into my little pro touring, uh, daily driver kind of project car. So, Super stoked, but we had it on the television show recently. Just filmed it, and we met Tom and the gang at Mustangs to Fear. So, Tom, man, great having you on. Awesome having you in our studio, but, man, now yeah, we get man. to just lay it all out, you know? There you go.
0: Hey, Tom, you, you hear how he's just dancing around the subject. He says, just a little, you know, just a little resto mod. Dude, he had three forty fives on the back of that thing, man. Three on <laughs> Yeah, come on. It's ridiculous, dude. He's... He's he's building something insane yeah. something that people you know just dream about, and it's what's wild is yeah is he's gonna go out and bang some gears in it, and you guys got to play a big part in it, man. What a cool symbiotic kind of deal that was, man. So how long have you been in the Mustang game? I mean I mean the Mustang 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 game. I know I know Mustangs. It's tough for you, man, because every time.
1: Every time you're thinking Mustangs.
2: (laughs) Well, I know you shudder a little bit at that, but uh, (laughs) uh, I'll I'll forgive you on that. You know, we've been doing this since about 2006. We started developing our own parts somewhere around about 2010, roughly, you know, after looking at what's on the market and going, yeah, I think we can do better than that. And uh, so we started by developing our own suspension uh, on that and uh, just kind of expanded from there and just responding to, uh, responding to the market, in that you know, looking at what's out there and go, Yeah, that's a pretty good idea, but we can do better. And, and that's kind of how we roll, you hmm. know. Hmm. So, so what
0: you're saying basically, Tom, is it's charity case, like you're looking out there feeling how bad because they're always losing, <laughs> everybody's leaving sad in a Mustang. So, it's basically your part stepping up, bettering right. mankind, and saying, Wow, I really need to help these <laughs> poor people on this end to keep losing. God, I can do all this better. We
2: can do better. We can do better, you know. And and you know, it, it really starts with you know trying to preserve these cars. You know, these cars are you know well into their fifties. You know, touching sixty, and uh, uh, and, and people in the, and and so often we hear about these stories where this was my car uh, back in high school, or this was my dad's car. Or it's been in our family for you know generations, and uh, and so consequently. You know, our, our, our thing is let's keep the keep the dream alive, if you will, and uh, and, and go from this there.
0: customer's calling him right now. Mustangs of Fear, they're banging well, over right, there. another caller they're, they're right now. They're saving <laughs> it. More charity cases <laughs> than you could shake a red cross at. Um, <laughs> oh, oh gosh, that was a good yeah. one. Um, so, Tom, let me ask you, was it the fact that, I don't know. You, were you into Fox bodies? Because, uh, man, growing up, I sure had to deal with those out on the street in every scenario possible.
2: Oh, my gosh. I actually have two Fox oh, bodies. I knew got it. A, I knew an, it. <laughs> an, an 82. Uh, actually, I looked for 20 years for this car. Uh, it's a yellow uh, yellow with a black interior and uh, T-tops. And, uh, and I had this in high school and college and sold it to finish college and uh and spent the next 20 years trying to find it find another one well i actually got a marty report on actually actually after i found one come to find out they only only made like 350 or so of these things so uh gee that kind of understands why it was so hard for me to find another yellow one right so uh so i've got an 82 yellow uh, with t tops black interior and then i've got uh, an 83 gt uh as well uh red interior uh, T tops, uh, black, sweet rides. I love I love driving them.
0: Okay, I, I'm, look, I'm not gonna hold that against you. But um, here's what I tell you: you guys are crushing in the Mustang game. I couldn't believe some of the cool things you brought to Kevin's build. Some of the great things and how quickly you guys were able to identify some issues. So we're going to take a break, come back, talk about some of that stuff, talk about some of the other cool things you guys are making, building, and doing at Mustangs to Fear. It's the Two Guys Garage podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I'm Willie B. We're back after the break. It is the Two Guys Garage podcast. He's Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And we have our boy Tom from Mustangs to Fear on Dun 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 Dun. Uh, hey Tom, man, uh, excited to have you on, bro. It was great having you in studio. You know, kind of check it out. Not only a cool, what was a really cool muscle car. I mean, you got to admit, even I can appreciate the lines on a '70 fastback, man. Those cars just—they're amazing. They're stupid sexy, um, and they got—they got curves, especially what. With what Kevin did to it, it's that modern interpretation and it's that savage, sinister sort of, you know, big, wide stance, um, you know, and just lowered, you know, big brakes, big tires, you know, just that that sort of McNasty sort of Mustang deal. Uh, Kevin, you had envisioned this car for a number of years, I'm sure, when you found out all the things that these guys could bring to the table. That was probably some weight off your shoulders. And several other people kind of building, you know, that dream car of theirs. These guys can really bring a lot of solutions to those problems y'all have. Well, you know, anytime you get into a new build, uh, no matter how much you might
1: have been around or worked on them or whatever, uh, when you're gutting a car, this one was on a rotisserie. So it was pretty much empty. And I wanted to build it up, you know, a certain way you kind of get a vision for. But then you got to go out there and you got to start, you know, basically shopping, right? Looking for all the solutions if you're not going to build it uh, to a given recipe, right? And I'm really bad about that. I- I'm kind of bullheaded. You know, I like to build things uh, that are in my head. Uh, so, you know, then you're running into various, you know, challenges and problems. So you're always out there looking for who is building parts and pieces that I can use or who has parts of the puzzle that maybe I can kind of glean from or whatever. So yeah, Mustangs to Fear, they kind of have everything. Cause uh, as he mentioned in the in the opening, these guys are are building cars Right. So they are building it from, you know, front to back, not just kind of acquiring a car and making a part for it and hoping that it fits with, you know, they're, they're building the cars every day. And so that kind of gives them the, the, the learning curve of, all right, man, what is not working? What should be better? How can we improve on it? And they just kind of develop parts from that. Uh, So anyway, what a great resource to kind of stumble on for just a huge laundry list, cooling brakes. Like you said, uh, chassis, suspension stuff—you yep. name it, they have exactly. it. Exactly. So now I can just kind of shop
0: and, uh, you know, run my credit card. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, what was the first thing you guys hit a home run? Tom, if you're thinking back, you know, years ago, what was the first thing you guys knew you had something great and above what it, what other people were producing?
2: Well, I'll tell you, it actually started for us, um, and and we can say that word now. It started with the Eleanor. Okay. Mm. And, uh, and that's really kind of our, our, our claim to fame, if you will. You know, we, we sell a ton of uh, that style of, of fiberglass. Um, and our stuff fits better than every, everybody else's, you know, by far. And, uh, and so that's, that's kind of what really brought us into that business. And then we just kind of expanded from there. And you still do the fiberglass today? Oh, we do. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. And In fact, we just got uh, a whole new set of molds. Uh, on that, and so now they're all—all all the parts are going to be bag molded. And so what that gives you is actually a much more consistent part, and it's going to be much closer uh, fit right out of the box. You know, they were they were hand laid, and and now they are uh, uh, bag molded instead. You know, so um, that's kind of what we bring to the market is that you know that that difference. You know, this is our business. We use these parts, and you know we don't want to work any harder than we have to. So that that's kind of where we're
1: at. Yeah, anybody that's been in a hole for a long time, the Eleanor yeah. right from Gone in 60 Seconds movie. Yeah. Right? You know, that 67, 68 fastback that had a lot of bodywork on it looked, you know, more bitching than they ever came from the factory. Uh, so it was a great look, great build. And you guys were really capitalizing on that and then really expanding into just about any of those... Uh, early Mustangs, right?
2: Precisely, precisely, you know, and and we specialize in the 65 to 70. We're starting to break into the 71, 73. You know, I kind of as our demographic, you know, gets a little bit older and, and, uh, you know, we're getting into the people that, you know, they had the 71, 73s, you know, they were driving those in high school, you know, or maybe early college or first car or whatever. Okay. So as, as the demographic moves, we move as well
1: right on so you said you started with builds and then the parts just kind of came from there
2: yeah we started with the builds started with the builds first and then the and then we go you know if it's good for me it's probably going to be good for some other people and then we kind of started the store uh from there and and that's kind of how we how we work on that is you know we you know the the we separate our business between the builds and the parts and uh and the builds you know is obviously the pipeline for more parts uh, as well. But the two, the two sides of the business are really codependent on each other uh, very much. And, uh, and so, you know, since our techs are building cars, they also uh, take some time out of each day to answer tech calls, you know, and so you you actually as a customer get to talk to the people who actually use these parts. And that's something I don't think you run into a whole lot.
1: No, man, like I said earlier, typically, uh, you know, a lot of parts manufacturers are just, they have a certain capability on what they can manufacture. They're just looking for cars to make another version of what they can do. And so then you're stuck with it. You know, like they're not, you're living what you're building as far as selling parts and all that stuff. Uh, So you've got a lot of motivation to make it smarter, fit, better, you know, better quality, higher performance than most of the guys that are out there, right?
2: Precisely, you know, and And the way we develop parts, I mean, it is so old school. It's really kind of fun, you know, where we get the text, we stand around a car and we kind of look at each other and go, would that be cool if? Yeah, that would be cool. You guys want to build one? Yeah, let's go build one, you know. And so we will prototype a part and uh, give it to a manufacturer and, you know, because most of our manufacturers are local to us. You know, we don't send stuff too far away. Uh, we always try to buy locally first, then, you know, from the U.S., and then if all else fails, i got to go offshore, and I really don't like doing that at all. So, you know, we try to keep everything as local as possible. When did you
0: shift more from the body type stuff and exterior looks and sort of things to, to performance? Because you guys you guys got a ton of performance-based stuff. Go Fast Goodies galore. You know,
2: it, it's one of those that I'm not sure we, we really make a transition per se. It's just as we see a need. And that's kind of how we how we develop yeah. things, you know. It's like I have a need for this, for this particular build. Let's go ahead and develop it. Okay.
0: Well, and, and that need was everybody losing. So yeah, again, just solving problems. Yeah, yeah solving problems uh, in the Mustang world.
2: Yeah. We- <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, problems in the Mustang world,
1: especially when you got these older bodies, right? You're trying to fit uh, upgrades and new parts and new engines. Specifically, you know, in my case, right, I'm doing a coyote swap. And that's what right. really kind of, you know, clicked me with you guys is, um, right, you're really specializing or at least focusing heavily on on coyote swaps and addressing all the issues, the fitments and and whatnot. So yes. you guys have a full recipe for just being able to drop one in because right. uh, it's not always the case. That's a big wide motor, big four valve heads. Yep. Uh, trying to get headers, which was a huge one. You guys make phenomenal Thank you. Uh, full Thank stainless, you so full length headers uh that fit, which is great. Um, so yeah, the Mustang side with again the problems in getting the coyotes in, but you're also turning the corner towards sort of a new power plant, aren't you? Uh
2: yeah, yeah, actually we are. We're we're gonna be developing a uh the Godzilla frame. You know, and, and like all of our frames, all of our suspensions are are designed so that the engine transmission bolt right in without any modification to the tunnel okay because the way we work and in our whole mantra is that we work with what ford gave us okay and uh and so consequently you know we we move that engine transmission around so that you don't have to cut that stuff because let's face it i don't work any harder than i have to you know these things are hard enough and, and our customer base ranges from professional shops to, you know, DIY weekenders. And, uh, and so consequently, we, we try to do the engineering for them on the front end so you don't have to work any harder than you have to. Because let's face it, building a car is hard and uh, we don't make it any harder than we have to. And so since we work with these parts as well, we're trying to engineer the way out of them to make it as easy for everybody
1: okay well how close are you because the godzilla you know we've talked about before just engine wise Right, a fairly new platform. The aftermarket yep. is, you know, trying to rapidly get their arms around it and find solutions for different applications. And it's got its own unique
0: challenges, right? The same with Coyote. I think the word you're looking for, Kevin, is catch up. The the they're trying to catch Me? up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you could you yeah, could yeah, say yeah. that. Yeah. You could say that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean it's it's the new big inch LS. It's the new thing, right? right? And, and it's it's bigger, yeah, it's it got is, unique packaging issues and things. So and then trying to get that in multiple Platforms, whether it's the newer Fox bodies, the older Mustangs, the yep. Broncos, the old trucks, uh, so everybody's trying to wrap their you know brain around what do we got to do to get those things to drop in, and it sounds like that's what the path is that you guys are on right
2: now. It is, it is. We're we're going to be developing that this fall, so rolling out next spring, and so we're going to be starting with our Coyote frame uh, because the Coyote frame because the Coyote engine and the Godzilla engine are eerily similar okay there's uh you know a a little bit of distance difference in the in the height a little bit difference in the length if you will uh uh width wise the the godzilla is actually slightly more narrow because let's face it those coyote heads are huge so yeah can you um, imagine that
1: a five liter engine being wider than a seven three yeah right
2: believe it or not believe it or not uh and so um you know, width wise, we have no issues with that. So it's really going to be a, a height and a length issue. And, uh, and so we've been working with a couple of guys actually, who bought our coyote frame and then modified them slightly uh, to a, to accommodate uh, the Godzilla. So we're working with them, and I'm going to be building my own as well, uh, just to, kind of cross verify, you know, that their stuff works like I think it's going to work and, and we know it's going to fit before we roll it out. And that's kind of, kind of how we go.
1: So let's say you get the thing to actually just sit in the car and fit. What are the type of parts, uh, that you guys will be working on or focusing on, uh, to try to get the whole system to actually fire up and run?
2: Oh, sure. So, um, you know, the way I see it right now, um, we're probably going to have to have some sort of a front runner. Uh, on it that we do like our coyote uh, the front runner that we use comes from vintage air uh, they do a great job for us uh, that integrates the AC compressor and the uh, uh, power steering pump uh, so we're probably some sort of a front runner and then uh, I know that we're going to need a uh, I think Edelbrock makes it a uh, a different uh, intake because on the godzilla the air intake comes out at about a 45 degree angle on the top and uh, I mean it's just a it works okay for the truck, but it's not going to fit in the car. So that's an uh, awkward Edelbrock place to put a throttle body. Machine. Yeah. They did a great job. Yeah. And uh, so we're going to have that. We're going to have some different motor mounts, obviously. Uh, probably uh, uh, relocation like we did on the Coyote for the oil filter adapter. I think you guys worked on, on that from your car, Kevin. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and so probably th- some things like that, you know, the external type stuff.
1: Now headers is always a real challenge for doing new swaps. Right. Yep. And I think for most people, that's just too daunting. Um, you know, I've, I've made, I don't know how many sets of headers over the years. And, and that's usually like, woohoo! you know, now I'm in, you know, now I've got the full system, but for, <laughs> yeah. and it's, it's still even daunting uh, having gone through it multiple times. Uh, so for the average person, man, that's just out of the park. So yeah. you have something lining up, you know, someone that's working on those, um, What's going on yeah. there? Yeah,
2: I mean, when, when we decide to roll that out, you know, we're going to have all the parts that go along with it at the same time. We're going to be developing it all all at the same time concurrently because, you know, like our stuff, we don't develop anything in just a vacuum. We develop the whole system front to back because we're going to be putting these things in the cars ourselves. So, you know, in in the in light of that, you know, a lot of people will develop a frame or develop a part. But they don't think about all the other stuff that goes along with it. Well, we do. Okay, we uh, we think about it from front to rear and and make sure everything goes together. Because well, let's face it, we build these cars and we got to make sure it all rolls together.
0: Yeah, short tube, long tube, header options, uh, everything optional for uh, for builds that's gonna obviously need it and go that direction. That's cool, man. It's uh it's gonna be interesting to see that in a Mustang. I will say. Um, oh yeah. Hmm uh all right but look we gotta take a break we'll come back confession time more with mustangs to fear and kevin's build as well it is the two guys garage <laughs> podcast he's kevin bird i'm willie b we're back in just a minute it is the two guys garage podcast he is kevin bird i am willie b and fired up we have a man tom on from mustangs to fear now tom we gotta tell you man just Talking back and forth about what you guys are bringing to the show, some really cool header designs, what you're doing for the Godzilla. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and make confessions. Look, I'm going to go ahead and make, hang on, I'm going to make sure nobody's around It might hear this. All right, let me look over here. All right, all right, so look, look, Tom, look, I own one of the worst Mustangs ever ever made. I, I own, but, but it's a Cobra. It's a Cobra. So I own a 1997 okay. Cobra.
2: Like, oh, those were nice. Though,
0: are they though? Those were are nice. Are they?
2: Are they? Um <laughs> See, I don't know what to do with it. Well, you know, in terms of Cobra, it's really hard to beat the uh the 0304 Terminators. Oh yeah, okay? yeah, those were legit. Those were yep, some sweet yep, rides. Yeah. And they go for some premium dollars. Yeah. No question. Right? So the the I know they're 20 years old, but they're cool.
0: Right? 365 or so horsepower, they're pretty fun. But this this 1997 Cobra no drivetrain that's how I picked it up. Ah. So one day, one day I'm like, man, it's a good candidate. I just don't know for what. So, can you even make those cool? Like, obviously, look, Fox bodies are cool. They got their new wave. Everybody's signing on. Ooh, I love the Fox yep. body. I love the. I hate the Fox body. I hate it because I had to deal with that car every stoplight, every drag race, every road course. I hate that car. <laughs> it haunted me. They were everywhere. It's like Freddy Krueger of cars. It's every. every. haunt you. Oh, God. <laughs> One well, of the fastest things well, in you know, my hometown. Well, I made how many millions you know? of these things. So, I know. You know.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, Tom, you mentioned um, you've got two Fox bodies. Uh, do you have an older? Do you have an older yeah. car as well? Are you a Fox body guy? What's your favorite?
2: Actually, I, I do. I've got a I've got a '65, uh, a '69. Wow. Um, a '78 King Cobra. Wow. King um, Cobra. Cool. Those are cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. The King Cobra. Those are so KC, cool, KC baby. And a King Cobra, and then I've got the 82, the 83. Uh, I've got uh, a 2006 Eleanor, okay? And, uh, yeah, so that's kind of what's in my stable right now. I'm working on another Roush. I had a Roush convertible, big fan of that. And, of course, it has to have the side pipes, obviously. And uh, uh, so I'm looking for another one. i
0: got to ask, your King Cobra, is it white with a blue King Cobra stripe?
2: (laughs) You mean the Farrah Fawcett one? No, <laughs> no, no, no. It's red. Oh, you got the red, red with a uh, black right and green. Right on. Wow. man, man, geez. this guy's
1: got a—he's got a little dose of almost every flavor. You know, he just went right up to the yeah, counter yeah. and got two scoops of of every one. Almost, you know.
2: That that's it. That's it. You know, and I need to round out with the seventy-one, seventy-three, and I've got my eye on one, but you know. But,
0: but do you have a 97 Cobra? Yeah.
2: <laughs> or a 97 Cobra, <laughs> do,
0: yeah. Yeah, you want one? Hey, Willie,
1: man, if you didn't realize, this is your mirror image over here, because Willie is a Mopar nut. He's almost got the same lineup in, <laughs> in Mopars yeah. that you do in Mustangs over here. So we've got some sickness going on on, yeah, on both ends of this deal. All right, so.
2: all right. You know what's funny? We've got, we have some some techs, you know, at our shop, and you know, one guy is big in the Mopar, another one, is, you know, big in the Camaros, and uh, a third guy's into uh, Mopars or Pontiacs, actually. So, you know, is anyone really into Mustangs besides me? Well, no, but they're cool. Oh, yeah, you know, I
1: like them all. There are no, there's, there's, uh, I wouldn't say fanatics, but you know, there's like. Uh, you know huge enthusiasts yes. in every category right. now, my problem is is i kind of like them all so i'm just ah, oh yeah you know
2: oh yeah you know
1: i want one of everything so it, that yeah. just makes my budget three times higher you it, know? it's
2: hard to narrow it down you know and and uh um yeah so you know the people in our shop what year range are you
0: what year range are you stopping at like where's do you go all the way into Fox Body? Do you go the next generation? Are you making anything for newer Mustangs as well? Where 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 have you stopped? Not yet.
2: We're we're really just kind of getting into the seventy one seventy okay. threes, you know. And and um, we've got one in our shop right now. I think that's a really good example. And because uh, uh, I didn't want to get something that you know I had to replace all the panels, I wanted something decent to look at first. And uh, so we found one uh, here locally. It's actually a 71-351 with Ram Air, okay, and um, uh, a pretty clean car. So we brought that in. It's doing, we're doing some metal work, and, and then we're going to paint it up for the guy and, uh, and send it home. So, uh, so we're taking some measurements and really developing, thinking, you know, getting our mind around developing some parts for that, uh, for that car. And, and that's kind of where we're, where we're going to be breaking into.
1: How much do they really change and, and where do you guys see opportunities there? Because, you know, isn't the underpinnings uh, very, very close? Did anything really move around in those
0: years? Well, the, I remember those 71s, though. You couldn't see out of the back of them. That window was sloped way too
2: bad. Oh, that that's, that window was what? About 75, 80 degrees? Oh, I it mean, it was terrible. Man, it couldn't, was flat. You couldn't back up in them. Can't back up in them, is right. It's just a, this little slit, you know? And, uh, um, yeah, I think the things we're probably going to be looking at, first off, the frame is, you know, night and day different strong compared to the 6570, which was basically just, you know, stamp mm. metal, right? Okay. So, uh, so in, when they're breaking into the 7173s, it's actually a, a frame. So I don't think we're going to be doing a whole lot with that. Um, you know, obviously, they've already accommodated the big engine uh, in those already. So you know whereas in the 65 70 if you wanted a 428 you had to you know blow a hole in your shock tower to change spark plugs you know and that's kind of the giveaway and uh uh and so on from 71 73 they had already had kind of engineered that
0: uh, those engineers at Ford. I had a buddy that had a 460 shoved in one of those little Mustangs, and man, I gotta tell you, it, it, it was the most ungodly awful thing to listen to him try to change spark plugs in that car because it was just—it would take him <laughs> days, days, dude. And it was blown, so he's always fouling them. It was just an, a constant cuss storm.
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah.
1: Man, those early ones are uh, tough. Yeah. I,
2: I think when they were putting you know those giant engines in those you know 65 70s, I think they were going you know hold my beer. I, I, yeah it'll fit yeah they had you know?
1: crowbars, they had convincers, they had yeah. all kinds of things to try to get those things in there, yeah,
2: just just yeah. awful, just awful and and uh so yeah we we've kind of taken all the engineering out of that, and we can jam even bigger engines in now uh just by reducing you know getting rid of those shock towers and cleaning up the sides and you know making a much more pleasurable driving experience and that's kind of where we're doing, you know and and our whole customers you know our, our thing is resto mods where we're trying to wrap 20s tech in, you know, late 60s bodies. That's our calling card, you know, and, and that's what people are looking for. They want the modern conveniences.
1: Yeah, I think it took way too long for the, you know, general public, the general world to kind of come to that conclusion. It seems like restoration still just were top dog forever. But last 10, 15 years, I think everybody's turned the corner and, man, everybody wants to go fast. They want good brakes. They want to have fun steering and driving yeah. and cornering. And so that's where it's at. And, you know, there was a time where a lot of the bodies were starting to get modernized, but I think people really right. like the classic, you know, they still want it to look vintagey, you know, with some upgrades and things, but they want all the guts, the insides to be right. Top notch and and super modern.
2: It Exactly. You know, the way I characterize our business is that, you know, we want I want 20s tech in a 67 body. Oh, okay. You know, with with the you know, the big power plant and the better suspension, better brakes and the modern conveniences, more, much more comfortable seats and uh, uh all the all the niceties, all the electronic goodies that you know people want. You know, it's like I want a backup camera, okay. I want uh you know these types of brakes and I want you know these power windows and I want uh the the sat nav and I want okay. You
1: know. <laughs> well I got a I got a question for you. So you've built so many different Mustangs. You own so many different Mustangs. If uh you just had a nice fat checkbook, uh and you could just build your dream Mustang, right? So many different common so many different engines and transmissions and years and whatnot, what would you build? What would be your dream build? What
0: kind of combination? Oh wow. Seventy Dodge charger with a four twenty six Hemi.
2: Wow, take no, take a little really bit to think about, about it, Willie. Just
1: take your time, man. Just just noodle on it. We'll come <laughs> back at the end here. <laughs> if I,
2: if, uh, if I could pick anything, what would I pick? Oh gee,
1: and in the Mustang world, right? Because that's where you're in at. the mustang so what combination? Well, yeah, weighty, what right? year, what year, what engine, what transmission? Uh what's setup? What basic setup?
2: Yeah, you know, I like the uh I really like the styling of the sixty-nine seventy like, like you've got Kevin. And and I'm not, you know, trying to kiss up or anything. But I really like that uh it, it's got a nice, you know, broad shoulder to it, you know, and so it's uh, got the hips, the shoulders, you know, like right. Right. It it just kind of looks mean. Yeah. Right? It's like, yeah, we came to play. And I would probably power that you know, I really, I'm a big fan. The more I learn about the Godzilla, the more I like it.
1: It's okay? dude. It, and it's dude. got,
2: you know, 7.3 liters of badness going on. And, uh, and you couple that with the 10 speed and, you know, you're zooming down the road. Cause let's face it, these cars only weigh about, you know, two thirds or maybe half of a truck. So uh, the power to weight ratio is definitely there. And, and that's kind of, I think, probably the way I would go.
1: That is not a bad route, man. And I tell you, you know, when I picked up my 70, uh, you know, I kind of peeked into that Godzilla thing and there just wasn't enough there recipe wise, you know, some challenges. So maybe I jumped on mine year or two a little bit early, Um, but doesn't mean I can't come back around one of these days and try to snag another one. Uh, But I'm pretty stoked. I'm pretty stoked to see what this Godzilla setup looks like um, because that's going to be brand new in those early Mustangs. And like you said, yeah. man, it is seven point three liters of badass going That's in a right. cool freaking car. You know, That's that, right. that might put that might put a, a what'd you say, a seventy charger with a four
0: twenty six Hemi. Yeah, that might. That, that yeah, might, yeah. Look, 70, 70 charger, maybe Gen three Hemi then. <laughs> Um, but but hey, ask me that same question. Any any amount of money, what Mustang would I get? Oh, Go ahead, ask, gonna ask gonna me. Hurt. Ask that's me. If you had any
2: amount of money, what kind of Mustang would you get?
0: I get that new Mustang GTD. Damn, that's oh, exactly oh, that's right, yesterday. man. I'll Ooh, give credit yeah. where is due. That is yeah. a killer, man.
2: That thing is gonna be. Oh my gosh, yeah, unreal. That thing's gonna be unreal. The
1: nasty of
0: nasty.
2: It's it's yeah, unreal. Yeah, that's right you know i'm a big fan of that the more i read about that dark horse as well big fan big fan of that as well but uh, yeah gtd you're right
0: the 800 horsepower 800 horsepower
1: yeah i hate to call it a base but i guess now that there's the gtd the gt500 is now the base you know because you're (laughs) (laughs) upgrading but that gt500 itself you know paddle shift and everything else i mean it's in the 760 plus i'm sure it'll be in that 800 um, wow. That's a killer machine in itself. But yeah, you give me a bigger checkbook, GTD all the way, man. Yeah, GTD.
2: Awesome. GTD. I don't know why they just don't call it the goat and be done with it, right? Greatest of all time.
0: Oh, calm down, Tom. Calm down. We don't need that branding <laughs> yet. Let it at least have a year of production. <laughs> let, let a couple people put it in walls. I'm excited to
1: see that thing go head to head against like Porsche GT3 and all that stuff, man. That's going to be there you go. so cool, you, there you know? Go.
2: Like to be at that caliber. As well, long as you keep in the straight line, you've got you stand a chance. Yeah, you know? I, I never would
1: have thought so, you know because to be honest, you know up until what was it eleven when the sort of modern-ish, uh, you know underpinnings came on underneath that thing and I uh, got the coyote mm-hmm. kind of married and uh, you know I start thinking about blowers and like that that's a really legit car but it was never a Porsche you know high end corvette type fighter uh you know in its platform right but this gtd is i never expected it'd be able to go that far you know with a mustang and that front Agreed. engine transmission kind of platform like pretty impressive yeah. That's like a determination. Like, I, I started off wrong, yeah. but I'm determined to make it right somehow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: $300,000 worth of somehow.
2: Somehow, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but still,
0: hey, I, yeah. that thing's going to be right in all kinds of ways too, man. All right. So, Tom, how do people find more about Mustangs to Fear socially to help me out? Walk us through where people go find you. Well,
2: you, know, you can always find us on the web at mustangstofear.com. Uh, We also have a Facebook page and we have an Instagram page as well uh, that we that we also, uh, you know, oftentimes will update with new pictures of what we're working on in the shop. We have a YouTube channel as well uh, that gives us instructional videos, Uh, you know, the how to's. You know, I've got these new mini tubs. How do I put them in? You know, I've got your new frame. How do I put them in? You know, and ironically, I'll give a shout out. We've had a couple of customers who have actually done videos of installing our stuff um you know for example there's uh, uh peterson peterson restorations and uh, he did this video of installing one of our long frames and he, we didn't ask him to do it that's the cool thing he says yeah i made this video because i really like your stuff and uh son of a gun it's like yeah he's right i love it i love it you know and we've got other customers who have done the same thing so you you go to youtube type in you know mtf and you know you're going to get not only our our channel but you're going to get a lot of other people uh as well that have you know installed our stuff and commented on it and you know they they love it
0: so we could add ours uh to the uh, video pile as well uh since they're on show and on kevin's car it'd be kind of cool that's right right on. No doubt. Well, don't forget about our show, Aaron Weekend. You can find us on the Motor Trend Network. Check your local listings. Also available on Motor Trend Plus, which is a streaming format. Uh, Thanks so much to our guest, Tom Mustangs to Fear great guys great staff awesome people to work with thank
2: you and thank you for having me as well yeah
0: man uh, our producer scoop executive producer mr bob ecker he is kevin bird and i'm willie b for the two guys garage podcast yeah don't forget to check out our website too two guys
1: garage.com. share your thoughts with us we're everywhere on social facebook instagram and twitter at two guys garage now the two guys garage podcast it's copyright 2023 brenton productions incorporated
0: all rights reserved Hey, Tom, when you're moving to that 97 Cobra platform, I got your prototype waiting. You just let me know.
2: All right. <laughs> <laughs> Call me.
1: <laughs> right Oh man. Yeah, we'll have to figure out what to do with that thing because uh, I'm sure if you can get it back to stock form, Willie, that thing's probably worth some good coin. But yet here you are with an empty canvas, and sometimes it's fun to just go paint. Here you go. You know, so yeah. let's see oh, what nice. happens, man. Uh, you know,
2: I, I'd, be, I'd be hoping to help you with that you know we'll learn something have some fun you know there you go i'm all about that all right
1: we'll all talk right, tom we'll, we'll talk <laughs> hopefully you guys hopefully you guys had some fun with us today talking mustangs all across the board check out the tv show coming up with my 70 fastback on it and in the meantime we'll catch you on the next two guys garage podcast